And we're off. Sons of the Hunt podcast, season three, episode six now. We've got Jimmy Sheary with us. I pronounced it guys? Uh, Shiry. Shiry. Yep. We really suck at that game, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, all good. That's as far for the point. I get it more than you think. Shiry. Okay. So, Jimmy Shiry, uh, another uh, outdoor enthusiast from Pennsylvania. We always uh, love to have, you know, some hometown guys here. You're out uh, in elk country out there. Which uh, which county are you in? Uh, I'm in Clearfield County. Clearfield. Nice. Yep. So are there elk in Clearfield or do you have to travel? Well, out? they pretty much surround Clearfield more or less. There's elk on pretty much all sides of Clearfield, and they're kind of expanding as the years go by. They keep pushing that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, at some point they're going to be in. Oh yeah, yeah. I, would, I would imagine so. I mean, they're. I mean, I've seen them right next to Interstate 80 to go through Clearfield, like right on 80. So, right, right, and uh, so you're you're pretty much an all-around outdoorsman, uh, pretty big bow hunter. I know that, um, but uh, you're a big photographer as well. That's yeah. A, that's kind of, is one of my. That's kind of my passion. I mean, I mean, hunting's my original passion, but photography kind of fills the void whenever it's like the off season. well there's no off season but towards the downtime you know whenever it's not rifle or but archery season the main yeah. things you know right it's kind of always a reason to be in the woods and that kind of yeah leads gives me an excuse yeah scouting and i know you did pretty well shed hunting this year there's a uh, one of your photos there yeah that's one of my faves man i'm i'm a big fan how far out were you when you took that shot uh from that I think that morning I was right about 50 to 60 yards. And those, there was about 11 bulls all in that same area, like right there within, I don't know, 40 yards of that bull. There was other bulls. They were all fighting, bugling. It was just a crazy morning. Yeah. Absolutely picture perfect, you know, just crazy. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's an amazing shot, man. I think I – did you have a black and white version of that one out as well or something like uh, that, I think? I had a I had a black and white of that bull just at a different – he was bugling kind of like – Okay. You know, broadside angle. Was oh, that yeah. when he had the steam coming out of his mouth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was sweet. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, was, it was an amazing morning. It was, like I couldn't have asked for anything better that day. Like it was just perfect. I walked right into like the area. I walked in, and it just they were all right there. Yeah, and it just awesome. all took place right in front of me. So, so is it is that public land that he was on, or was he on private? Uh, it's it's kind of private, but it's kind of pu public uses it. I mean, there's a ton of people who go there. It's not, posted, it. it's not posted land. It's kind of like a real well-known spot down my way. So there's a ton of people who go there. I'm probably, I mean, on average, I mean, it used to be like there's only like five, 10 people would go there. But now, you know, you'd see a hundred people there in a day, 200 people in a day. Yeah. So what, what's your, your plan? Are you uh, applying for the tag every year or are you going? Uh, I actually point? just started applying. Did you? I just applied for the first time last year. I applied for the archery only. Yeah. Uh, I really don't have interest in killing one of the rifle. No. I mean, I'm not, not PA anyway, you know, because I, mean, I live around these elk and I just don't, I don't see the thrill in it. You know, I don't see the right. challenge in it for me. So bow hunting, I'd, I'd go for, I'd go for a bow hunt before them. Yeah. I, I don't know how many preference points I have at, at, at this stage of the game. A bunch though, but what do you got? Five? <laughs> yeah. five? Jay's got five. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to keep, keep buying them every year. And then I don't know, probably wait like at 10 years. You get something, maybe. What was that? I said at some point, maybe you'll get something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But uh, so you, you probably have it pretty much figured out at this point. Like if you're going to draw a tag, you're going to know right where oh, you have yeah. to do. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much, I would say, I would pretty much know where a really good bull is 365. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty pretty well known for me now i mean I, I live with i mean they're around my house i have them in my yard constantly so it's just yeah you That's don't crazy. really have to look hard it's hard for people like us who live on the eastern side of the state the far yep. eastern side of the state to imagine i mean there's people who lived in the state their whole lives and have no idea there's actually elk in pennsylvania yep. i mean it's amazing and they're absolute slobs i mean i'm sure you can yep. you know vouch for it i mean have you ever been seen any other herds outside of pa or uh, well, I went to Colorado two fall, yeah, two falls ago for an archery hunt, and I saw two spike bulls, and that was the only elk I saw out there. Couldn't yeah. shoot them, but I mean, that's the only outside of PA elk that I've seen. 
So you, you went out on like a DIY hunt? Yeah. Nice. No public land. Nice. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a hard hunt. We'll say really bad yeah. weather. Yeah. Terrible hunt. You know, on a standpoint of actually trying to kill something, but yeah. really good experience. And I, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Did you get like a shot at an elk at all that you passed up? Uh, we had, we had those two spike bulls in range. Other than that, no, I think yeah. we, ha- I mean, that was my first time ever out West and we were at high elevation. We were at like 13,000 feet, I think. And, uh, it was really dry, super dry weather. And there was like no water everywhere. And like, you know, I was on top of a map picking out these big watering holes and I'm like, this might hold water. And we'd walk there, hike two miles in and there's just nothing there. It's just bone dry. So we had a hard time finding water. Yeah. And, you know, if we would have planned a little differently, maybe could have, you know, traveled a little, you know, different part of the state and, maybe found water somewhere else at a lower elevation, but right. It's all in hindsight now, I guess. Yeah. Are, are you planning on going again? I would love to. I'm hoping with the next year or two, I'd like to get my old man out there and he's never been out West either. So yeah. get him out there and maybe see a boar or two and probably, probably go for a rifle hunt. That way we could bring back some meat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be torn if I doing a DIY hunt on public land and then getting a, a shot at anything, it, it would be yeah. tough to pass. I was, I had an either sex tag. I bought an either sex tag and I was completely committed to, you know, if Cal gave me a shot, it was getting it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I would, I'd be right with you. But uh, you had a pretty good shed season, I saw. Uh, not too bad. I mean, I, I kind of slacked off the last like two or three weeks of it before turkey season started, but photography kind of, I don't know. I try to balance everything and it's kind of hard sometimes. Yeah. I feel you. So, um, I, mean, I mean, I had 15 sheds this year, one elk shed. So not a bad year. I'll take it. Yeah. Have you found elk sheds in the past? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I have, I, mean, I don't know if you can see behind me. I got about 11 of them now. Oh, wow. 11 or 12. So a couple that's, sets. It's pretty competitive there. Once they start dropping their antlers, right? It is insane here when they start dropping it is like an all-out war zone when it start, they start dropping really i mean yeah it's like, bad like are you running into people in the woods that are just doing the exact same uh, you're, yeah it's it's you it's like traffic is everywhere people are everywhere and like you can't walk through like public land it's an absolute madhouse i mean it's wow. nothing to see a couple dozen people in the same area you're hunting it's How, bad <laughs> aaron says that jimmy's an elk shed magnet <laughs> That's that's pretty good. I mean, to find eleven, and you say it has the that kind of competition, that does does seem pretty good. And it gets worse every year. So I mean, this year it's fresh. It gets really frustrating because you know you to do it and be successful. You know, you got to really put your homework. You know, put your time in. Yeah. Know what you're, where you are, and what you're doing, and stay on the you know on the good bulls. And if you're, I mean, this year I will tell you right now. This year I was five minutes away from a bull, an elk shed. Saw really? it on the ground. Another person picked it up before I did. No way. And that was that was within five minutes of that bull standing up out of its bed and walking out into the open. Oh my god! Because I knew where I knew where it was bedded, and I was looking for the. He already lost one side, and I was looking. For, I was waiting for it. You know, waiting till it came out and see if the other side had fallen off yet. And he walked out, and I was like, "Yes, the other side's gone." Getting in there, another guy was there already, had it in his hands. I'm like, "No, wow." That, and that has happened multiple times. That blows my mind. But I mean, at this point, are are you are you kind of using the, the history of where you're finding them? Like, do you know like where they moved to? Like, I yeah, kind of yeah, because I'm not 100 percent familiar with like the the whereabouts of elk. Like, if, if the herd like moves, I'm sure they're similar to to deer. They probably have like winter ranges and summer ranges, or or do they just chill yeah, they in got, one they spot? Kind of have a system, kind of like they they breed in the same areas like you know obviously you go to benazette which i'm sure you guys are know where that is right uh you have big big breeding area in benazette and then there's one down my way near the quehanna wild area mm-hmm. and we both have a pretty good you know good amount of bulls and then after the breeding season you know the rut's over the bulls kind of tend to go their own ways in small groups and you know some go north towards like saint mary's area and some other ones go towards clearfield and you know they kind of just spread out and when shed season comes along it kind of sucks because the vegetation starts growing at the same time they're losing their antlers. So yeah. everything's getting really green and the elk are just moving miles a day. Like it's nothing for them to move six miles in a day. Yeah. That's and great. You're just kind of keeping up with them. Yeah. That's wild. 
Sounds like first day of trout season up our way. Yeah. Yeah. Elbow to elbow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Walking in the line like scouts. It's right up. It's right up there with trout season. Yeah. I, I, I would ask you for like you like a key piece of advice, but I feel like I feel like if I were you, I wouldn't want to give it honestly because there's so uh, many. Well, but... the only advice that I would be willing to give is just telling everybody just you know put the time in. That's walk. Yeah. Walk. Put miles on. That's all you can do. Yep. That's really all you can do. I mean, some people luck out. I mean, I've I've heard stories of there was you know, a couple couple years ago we were watching a bull six nice six by six, lost his antlers and we scoured that area every square inch and never found them. And like a month later, we heard some old lady was driving down the road and they were laying right in the middle of the road. Oh my god! <laughs> Wasn't even shed hunting, just laying in the middle of the road. That's amazing. That's just how it works sometimes. Yeah, you did pretty good with whitetail sheds too this year, right? Uh, yeah, I explored some different areas, more you know, deeper public lands, and did pretty decent. Do you hunt? I would think. Anyway. Uh, for the most part, yeah, I, I, I hunt archery mainly in public land, and then my uncle owns quite a bit of property near here, and you know, I kind of touch on that through archery and some through right rifle season as well. That's pretty good, man. That's uh, I I know it seems that. Like- hunting public land is a lot bigger in the western part of the state i mean we, we mm-hmm. have some good tracks here but i mean you guys have some huge pieces out there oh yeah yeah oh yeah there's a ton of it near my i mean i'm within three miles of like thousands and thousands of acres of public land so. that's awesome you have state forest out there too correct yep, state state forest. Forest yeah yeah it's helpful i mean we have some decent tracks here as like mark said public land but they're they're crowded man they're crowded i spend a lot of time on them and and it's, it's, it's challenging, you know, so mm-hmm. it, private land is kind of clutch around here for what, what we do. I mean, trying, trying to do filming and taking other people out, you know, when you're trying to take somebody else out and introduce them to it and you're on public land and you got guys walking all over the place, there's 40 trucks in the parking lot. It's, it's tough to get people excited about that kind of stuff. So we try our yeah. best to, to focus on, on private land for that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love going on public cause the great challenge is if you can pull that off, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like, uh, what, what we you're do. definitely got the odds stocked against you. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. quite a bit on, on public. So you're trying you know, to take somebody else out. Well, sorry, we're getting, that's all right. there. <laughs> no worries. I was trying to, uh, I, I, I just ruined your, your train of thought there, but I was trying to, no, that's okay. That. My computer was unplugged apparently. And I was about to lose my, that would have sucked. <laughs> would have been just gone yeah i was trying to reply to adam he said where where is this guy from he's from uh clearfield county so yeah, clearfield county nice um you went to uh to penn state did you go to penn state dubois yeah penn state dubois that's nice. where i went for two years and graduated through there with a wildlife technology degree yeah my dad um, my dad went to dubois he went for forestry forestry okay yeah, yeah we did uh what was the, the the plan? The plan originally, I was actually going to med school, and that was just kind of a start of med, you know, medical knowledge, and you know, get my gen eds there and kind of move up through their main campus and stuff. And then uh, I kind of had a second guessing, you know, my after my first couple semesters, and you know, kind of chased my passion, you know, wildlife, and you know, change majors. And after I graduated, you know, I had some offers and had some stuff, but like, you know, never, I don't know, I never found a job that. I thought would pay well enough to kind of, you know, right. put food on the table and give me an experience, you know, of life that I wanted, you know, obviously camera equipment isn't cheap and it's yeah. kind of hard to tell me about it. Kind of hard to do that kind of stuff. So what, uh, I haven't gotten a job major. So yeah. Yeah. What kind of camera are you using these days? Uh, right now I'm running a Nikon D7500. Nice. It's, uh, it's, this is when I probably sound gibberish to most like, most people out there, but it's a crop sensor, which means it adds, you know, you give it an extra one or 1.5 times magnification. That way, you know, for wildlife photography, you get that a little bit extra zoom on whatever lens you, you know, you're right. running, which I'm using a 200 to 500 millimeter Nikon lens. So, so you, you were telling us a little bit about, uh, it's not bad. I mean, I, you know, get for it, so you were telling us a little bit before about how many pictures you actually like take and and like the odds of getting a good one yeah i mean i I mean i don't know exact numbers man but like if you if you go on my like all my pictures on my computer there's just i would say i'd post one to a social media platform one picture out of every two to three thousand that i take 
That's wild. Like, I'll take a ton of pictures, a ton of shots. And, you know, I, I'll put them on. Uh, I use uh, Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom to mm-hmm. edit them. And I'll put them on there and I'll edit them. And I'm just, I'll nitpick them so hard. You know, this isn't right. But I don't like this. I don't like this. And, you know, unless it's something you know, extraordinary, I won't yeah. use them or actually share them. You know, I won't put them out there. But that's just me being extra critical to my work, I guess. Yeah. Are, are you self-taught in photography? Is that just something you picked up and just more or less? Up? Yeah. Yeah. More or less. I got, while I was at Penn state, some of the kids there were, you know, starting to dabble in photography and I always kind of really wanted to do it. So I bought a, you know, a cheap entry level Nikon DSLR and, you know, some starter lenses, cheap lenses. And I, for the most part, you know, I learned on my own and just, just from tinkering and just experimenting with different settings and different ways and learning on YouTube and whatever else. And I started to come across other photographers in the area and, you know, kind of collabed with them and they taught me some tricks. There's a couple guys, you know, I work with and, you know, I hang out with one, you know, pretty constant basis. And, you know, we kind of just kind of push each other, you know I mean? Just, you know, better each other's work. Yeah. And we've all learned from, from all learned from that, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, cause the stuff that you posted last year, I think that Jay might've been following you for a little bit longer than I was, but last year, the elk photos that you were posting were just next level. Just so good. I mean, you've <laughs> come a long way, but you, it, it, it's also uh, nice to live in like a target rich environment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's one it's thing I'm grateful for. Yeah. So, uh, Aside from photography, we know you're you're uh, you're a big bow hunter too. But uh, how about the turkeys? How have the turkeys been treating you this year? Turkeys have been rough to me. That's that's what I'll say. They've been pretty rough. It's like they can't be you're alone. You're not alone in that. A lot of people have had been saying the same thing. You know, they they gobble a little or none, or it's yep. it's just it's been pretty pretty brutal for a lot of people. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've had like little rays of sunshine. But that's about all I've had. Yeah, no, that's a perfect way of putting it because I'm I'm in the same boat. It's it's and that's the consensus I'm getting like across the state. There's mm-hmm. there'll, there'll be one day that they get one bird working, but most days it's just they're quiet. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I know uh, in my area I'm finding a lot of coyote sign, and I'm wondering if okay. maybe that that's having something to do with it. Maybe they're you know not talking as much because they, they're being predated by coyotes i have no idea maybe i mean i i don't know my my theory of what i should i don't know i always point the blame to is maybe like the season's a little late sometimes you know some of the birds maybe you know are already yeah most of the way through their breeding season so i live on a on a, a like a south facing hill and i've got a pretty good piece of land that the turkeys love they're just here all the time and it's probably about a month ago they were they were fighting in the yard and running all over the place and, and literally sprinting across and and getting on top of hens and that was at least a month ago so mm-hmm. i, I kind of had the feeling this year that once the season rolled around we were going to be almost completely out of it yeah as far as the breeding goes but uh adam kraus just made a good point long winter tons, yeah. tons and tons of hens all over and that's that's the other thing uh the last couple good birds that I've seen uh, mm-hmm. flew out of the tree and hooked up with hens like almost immediately. Like they yeah, don't have to that's gobble. What I've been seeing too. Yeah. They don't have to gobble because they're just going to run into a hen within 10 minutes. And it's like, they, they know that. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's tough though. I think tomorrow's yeah. going to be a good morning though. I'm sure as hell hope so, man. I'll be out. It's going to, it's going to rain all night and it's going to stop right around five and it's going to start up again at like two. So yeah. I'm going to have a several hour window to be out there and get after it. I mean, I've only had one dud day so far this year. I've had some pretty good days. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, my, my son got a bird. I think it was uh, Michael McConkey. He says they were going crazy on the youth opener in April. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jason lucked out my oldest son. He's 12 now and he shot a bird with a crossbow this spring, had a great morning. We saw That's a couple awesome. different birds. We had two birds come in and fight each other on film and like, probably two and a half hours. I think it was, we hunted up at Mark's place and uh, this, this bird spent two and a half hours, probably just back and forth out of range. He wouldn't come into range for the crossbow and he just gobble and gobble. He must've gobbled 75 times. Uh, another bird came in, kicked his ass and he came in and he shot that bird. So uh, it was a good morning there. 
Yeah, I took him out another day. We heard a couple of gobbles, but didn't see anything but a hen. And then Wednesday I was out and I had a, a good opportunity, but that comes around to, you know, filming can sometimes mm -hmm. cost you an opportunity. And that's exactly oh, yeah. what happened. So I missed my shot on a, a nice Tom with the bow, but I was trying to get the camera on him and he decided he was going to run instead of walk. And before I knew it, I couldn't draw on him. So that was that, you know, but it was still a great day. I saw some really cool stuff. I had a bald Eagle swoop at the gobbler and, uh, really? freak him out. Yeah. I didn't actually know what happened until I came home and reviewed the footage and I must've been looking down or looking at the camera or something. And I didn't see it, but so I saw the bald Eagle in the tree, but I didn't realize. And the Turkey was acting like he was going to fight. He had his neck up real tall and his tail was flared, flailed out behind mm -hmm. him, but not up like he was strutting. But mm -hmm. you know, I ever see tur turkeys fight when they get real like kind of edgy. Yeah. He was doing that by himself in the field. I'm like, what the hell is this bird doing? Sure enough. When I went back on the footage, there was a, an Eagle. It was an immature one. But he took a shot at that turkey, and turkey wasn't happy about it. So I think he was kind of freaked out over that, and he didn't like the situation. Hen wasn't hen decoy wasn't moving, mm -hmm. so that was it. I had one shot, and I was trying to get him in frame. So that's that. Yeah, I know how that works, man. I know how that works. I missed so, one. I missed one the first time I went out this season. I got it. Come well, we didn't hear a gobble all day until like ten thirty, almost eleven, and wow. uh, we got we got a gobble right in front of us. And by the time we set up, he was right on top of us. And uh, I just I just had no time. So I popped that little decoy right to my left. And I literally picked the first tree, sat down. And he was there on this like little old logging road in front of me, about 45 yards through some uh, green briar. And I don't know what he didn't like. He didn't like something. Just give me one more. Yep. He was working to his right there. And uh, I was hoping he'd come into the clearing. I get a good shot at him at 35. But. He didn't yeah. like something. Cocktail was, you know, getting out of dodge, and I let one his way, and it didn't, it didn't land. So he got away unscathed, and he's still out there doing what he's doing. And yeah. Ever since then, I haven't had one in range. Were uh, Were you using decoys that day? Oh uh, yeah, I had the one hen. Like we had a couple of decoys, but like how quick it happened, like it only popped one out real quick, and yeah. you know, it wasn't it wasn't a really good setup, but it it was what we had, you know, the opportunity we had just to the advantage of it. It was a really good bird, though. A really good bird. Yeah. Um, so you said with your job, you you kind of work. What do you you work like three twelves? Yeah, I work uh, tomorrow. Like I work Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five a.m. to five thirty p.m. So I get all week off to hunt or do whatever I like. That's awesome. So uh, when when uh, when exactly are you planning on getting out again? I'll be out. Well, it depends. I think Mondays the statewide for all day turkey hunting i think yeah I believe yep so hopefully if i get out of work in time and get home and rush and maybe i get out before dark hopefully yeah i'm dying to, anyway dying to kill a bird in the afternoon i've come close a couple times but can't, can't I mean, my brother out. and i have roosted a couple so we, we have a pretty good idea you know their routes we've been watching them throughout the days and we kind of know what you know the little circles and little paths they use so hopefully yeah. Hopefully we get on the out, get between them and their roost sometime this week. They don't answer in the morning, so. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. It, it's it's baffling to me how how little they're gobbling. I'm and I'm not hearing them at my house now at all. So I don't know. There's got to be a reason for it. It's got to be. Yeah. I've had one bird since I missed that one. I had one bird. What day was it? I was two, this Tuesday. This past Tuesday. I uh, didn't hear anything all morning. We were on six hand up or hand up long beards or six long beards and like four hens. They have not talked at all in a week. And so I went out and went to a different area on state land and got a bird going. And it's not far from a, like a road. There's an old road there. And I parked my truck on it. I kind of had an idea where they were. These birds were. I saw them in shed season. I shot. I saw this, this big long beard and like six hens. So on a long shot, went in there and, uh, Sure enough, he gobbled first call. He gobbled and then he just started hammering like crazy. So I got set up and I'm like 250, 300 yards from the road. And I hear this vehicle come parked right next to where my truck is. I hear this car door slam. Yeah. And this guy let out the most god awful yelp <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and the turkey shut up. And, you know, I sat there for an hour hoping maybe he'd come in like silent or something. And, but I don't know. I think he was pretty sketched out. And yeah, snuck got out of town. Yeah. 
So are you hunting the, the same pieces of woods that you hunt uh, for deer for turkey or do you guys? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, sometimes. I mean, I, uh, I like to switch things up. Like I have a pretty wide range of hunting, hunting lands. I mean, I've hunt, I hunt all through the state. You know, I know some people throughout, like, you know, kind of more towards where Jay's from out East. And then, you know, I've been hunting down towards, you know, even South, like towards Pittsburgh and stuff. I know some people down there. So, right. uh, but, but my home range, you know, I still have, like I said, there's a ton of public, public land here. So there's a lot of, you know, little tracks I hunt, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, take the knowledge I get shed season is like crucial, especially, you know, for spring gobbler, but even for like, you know, bow hunting and rifle hunting, you, know, you yeah. learn a lot from, from shed hunting. So, so I don't know, like I touching it. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Um, so as, as far as bow hunting goes, um, mm-hmm. are, are you like, uh, so if you're hunting public, are you setting stands or are you carrying like climbers in? I've been doing climbers. I just been using a climber pretty much the whole time. And, uh, you know, taking it with me every time I leave. But uh, if I'm pu- my private land, we'll hang stands, but I don't, I don't hang them on public. Yeah. Too many, too many people steal things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's, unfortunately, I see a lot of that on, uh, on social. It's, it's almost constantly yeah. in that, uh, that hunting PA group. You, mm-hmm. you see people who would get pictures of people like literally walking out with their stand. It's, yeah sad but it's, it's it's a sad thing it's a sad reality i guess of it yeah so, so i mainly just use climbers yeah and are, are you brave enough to leave trail cameras on public yeah i have but i don't i will not buy an expensive trail camera no i have not and my my ideal camera is like that one you buy from walmart for like i think it's a tasco for like 30 bucks i mean it's yeah. not a great quality it's nothing special but i mean it takes pictures and if somebody jacks it i mean it's you're out 30 bucks and yeah it's, it's like better than my self cam or something yeah yeah just like a, a one and done type of camera i've had a few of those that it's like you you buy them they're good for like a year and then the gap yeah. goes and they get filled with water and yeah you don't feel so bad because it only costs you know 30 or 40 yeah. bucks that's the way i think it. so so you're doing a lot of a shed hunting or are you are you using any sort of uh like map software on your phone or anything like that yeah i actually started using last year i started i, I or i purchased onyx hunt and it's been an absolute game changer an absolute yeah. game changer i can't that's probably the best 30 dollars i've spent in my entire life honestly so like you know getting to know the property owners it's easy you know easier to get permission on private lands you know where people are and where they live and how to get a hold of them and you know it's just perfect because you can use so many different layers i guess you know you could look at it it was on like a kind of a google earth platform right and then you look at the topographical map you know and go in there and you know find your south facing slopes or whatever you're you know you're aiming for and really get in on there and hopefully find sheds yeah i mean i i feel like just with with all the the shed hunting and photography you're doing like your scouting game has to be like on another level like you must be finding some some crazy sign and I'm assuming that you're covering like endless miles or are you using like a step counter or anything or, or are you seeing like, I, I, at the beginning of the season, I start, I, I kind of kept track of it on my phone and I kind of quit doing it. Like after the first couple of weeks, cause it kind of like, it kind of got disgusting. The miles I was hiking, like yeah. the one that day I said about, you know, being behind my elk shed a couple minutes that day, I hiked 30 miles looking for the wow. other side. And all I found was a fork. I found an old fork antler from a whitetail and like, that's all I had to show for that whole day. And oh that, my God. you know, you, you sit at the end of the week and you're like, Oh, I got 280 miles and I have two fork sides to show for it. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not keeping track of this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. That that's, yeah. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I mean, I feel like I would end up getting distracted with deer sign, like looking at scrapes mm-hmm. and rubs and, and so are you, are you doing a lot of like scouting when you're looking, like, are you marking like oh, yeah. rub lines and stuff on, on oh, yeah, it it it's paid off. Like last year, I found a couple. Of, I found one air, one area specifically. Like, I just saw it was rubbed and tore to hell, and I yeah. was like, "This has to be good late yeah. late archery." Yeah. And sure enough, I went in there one one day this this you know this past season, snuck in there before daylight and set up my stand, and it wasn't twenty minutes, and I had a buck chase two does in the dark past my stand, just grunting like crazy, and unfortunately, I had work. But I, I took off the first couple hours of the first day, you know, whenever, well, the last Saturday, I think it was last Saturday. Right. 
I took off like the first couple hours of the day and it was wild. Like, you know, I saw, I heard a ton of deer, I saw a ton of deer out of bow range, but like, I had that buck right underneath me grunting. It was like, I've never seen one in person like that aggressive. And it was, it yeah. was pretty, pretty neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's, that, that gets me. Like, that's what I, I just absolutely love. Like I, if I could hunt one thing for the rest of my life, it would be white tails with the bow. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Then again, I haven't, you know, pursued elk yet. And you know, there's a lot more out there, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm just diehard for white tails with the bow. So yeah, I end up doing like a lot of, a lot of walking, just looking for sign new areas, you know, mm-hmm. doing a lot of crawling on my hands and knees through crazy thick stuff. You know, we actually, uh, this is, like I said, that day I found one shed for 30 miles and it wasn't like a week later, my brother and I were out shed hunting and I think we got 11 and a half hour or an hour. Oh my God. We found four sheds within 30 yards, like not one match. It was, it was nuts. Like really? you know, we had days like that. It's just crazy. Like you can't, you know, you can't believe it at the end of the day. Like look at this pile of sheds I found. <laughs> like, you know, you have the days where you don't find anything all day long. It's just tough. Yeah. What, um, What's your biggest shed so far? Because, I mean, out in the western part of the state, there are some monsters running around. There are monsters. Unfortunately, since living in Clearfield County, like Clearfield County is such so hard hunted since there's so much state land here and so many camps and so many out-of-staters come here. So it's really hard hunted. So a lot of bucks don't get to that three, four, five-year-old, you know, that mark. Yeah. But there are some giants. And, like, my biggest shed, I think I scored it right about 50 inches, which isn't anything crazy. But for yeah. here, it's a really good buck. Yeah, and uh, this year my brother found a sixty-inch whitetail side. One side we looked for the other side for like three weeks straight. Yeah, couldn't, find, couldn't match it up. But you know, it's like huge. Like, cause I found a good one. I was so pumped about it. I'm like, look at this. You know, this is gonna be a hard one yeah. to beat. And like yeah. he, next next day, he's like, Jim, come look at this. And I come <laughs> over and it's just this massive shed laying there. And I'm like, man, one upper. But yeah. This is actually a good question that uh, just came in. Uh, Michael McConkey says, uh, with the virus going around and everyone not working, are you seeing more people on public state game lands? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I've I've noticed since like the whole virus like started like I, at first when it first kind of started, I was doing a lot of photography at the time because you know obviously the hunt seasons have ended, but like just even the recreational hiking and you know, whatever, whatnot. Like I noticed there was a ton of people out exploring the you know, state lands around here. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely believe that. Yeah. Uh, just proves in the comments here. We have, uh, Adam Krause says he has them gobbling on the roof. And they roost fly down and get with hens. Yeah. That's Mike yeah. McConkey says it's like the October lull during deer season. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is like that. It, it's, very similar. Yeah. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for tomorrow, though, because it's just been so slow. Like, I've been seeing turkeys, but I just haven't had that good encounter yet. I mean, at least you mm-hmm. had had a decent encounter. Yeah. Adam Krause. Yep, I can't blame anything but myself on that one. So, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, hey, yep. Looks yeah, like Jay's, Jay's back. Cabins are filled up here in 3B way more than normal. Yeah, I bet. And I, I feel like, trout season opening i've been seeing more people mm-hmm. fishing for trout than i have in a long mm-hmm. time so we're gonna put jay back in the the feed now he's off the holy field. hell he's back yeah i'm back sorry about that guys <laughs> well yeah, i mean good. you had to take care of something important there well yeah yeah but it's just just shit timing i guess but hey you know it, it worked out so I, i'm feeling pretty good uh feeling pretty good for tomorrow but uh yeah my apologies everybody so yeah well don't just don't just don't ever let it happen again uh man no worries no i I, we we had it happen what two two three weeks ago yeah yeah we tried doing a live one and i think we got what 25 minutes and we're like this isn't working yeah (laughs) so many distractions shit coming from every direction it was like uh we better just call it yeah i had a i had a work situation going on the phone was ringing i was running out there i was like jay keep them entertained yeah (laughs) It was, I was doing dances and crazy. I took my shirt off. Yes. It's amazing. Adam Krause says he filled his first tag on Wednesday. Oh, nice one. 10 inch beard. 
That, I saw a picture of that. That was a slammer bird. And it was a big bird too. I mean, like yeah. large. Yeah, it was a good good bird, man. Yeah, congratulations on that one. It was I'm uh, taking that the was first thing bird. with a chin hair, man. That's that's what I'm going for at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's a I I I could have shot one of those Jakes today, and I just I don't know. I just don't have it in me to shoot a Jake. I don't know. Yeah. If, yeah, if I'm looking for meat now at this point, just get something on the table. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's it. I we ate all of Jason's birds, so uh I I'm I'm dying for some more turkey leg tacos. So uh, you know, there's a lot of Jakes up there, and I've got two tags, so uh one of them might be in trouble tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah I know I, how it goes. I value the culinary measuring tape more than I do the one that slips along the beard, you know. That's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, buddy. And honestly, with seven ooh, excuse me, seven birds, I guess I, I probably should have done my part and taken one out, but well, yeah. Yeah, having, yeah, having extra tags. I mean, you know, it's and there's there's a lot that goes along with that. I mean, this could be a whole freaking conversation. Is is you know how how you choose to hunt when you're out in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, I I've been trying to bow hunt a turkey, kill a turkey with the bow for this is my 18th season. As absolutely ridiculous as that sounds, because I'm really not that bad a hunter. It's just one of those situations, like. Wednesday, you know, I had a shot, but I was trying to get him in frame of the camera and it just didn't work out. There's been times where they just wouldn't come in or they busted me or I draw on them, like whatever. I mean, there's a thousand excuses why I haven't gotten it done yet, but, um, you know, it's just, I want to do it. I mean, like I said, 18 years I've been doing it and it hasn't happened yet. And I see people go out like, Oh, it's my first turkey hunt. Killed him with my bow. Ah, I'm like, I want to punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things that's become more of like this conquest of sorts, you know, to try and get it done. It's almost going to be a, a, a sad day when it does happen, mm-hmm. sort of, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be pretty excited. It'll probably a mixture of emotions. That's it, you know, but I've had dozens of shots at Jake's, you know, and I just chose not to shoot them because I've, you know, I, I want to shoot them. That's the challenge is yep. to shoot a mature bird in the spring, calling them in, in the open, no blind, like, that's yeah, the that's yeah. the, that's the challenge that I that's the, that's what I want to accomplish. If it takes me 25 30 years then so be it. But uh you know I now I'm going to take the shotgun out. I had my shot with the bow and now I'm going out with the shotgun. So I'm more likely to you know let my standards slip a little bit on a Jake with my 870 mm-hmm. than I would with my uh with my Hoyt, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's your trophy. So I mean, your story. So I mean, if you know, if it takes you 25 years and it's worth it to you. I mean, that's That's it. That's that's, that's, that's what, bottom line there yeah, yeah yeah it's been fun it's been a fun run you know but uh yeah i shot at one 2017 and the old classic case of the wrong pin and took a couple feathers off his back while he was in full strut that was it and you know that's the closest i've ever come actually to killing one and uh you know it's just it is what it is you know so it's just this endless list of excuses as to why i haven't <laughs> been able to get it done yet but one day it'll happen but, uh, sure you know, I, I don't want to stray from my goals. Cause if I do shoot a, a Jake with the bow, then I'm probably gonna be pissed at myself that I, yeah. that, you know, that I was, I'd be feel selfish that I just yeah. wanted to accomplish that goal so bad that I compromised, you know, what my goal was. Um, but yeah. with the shotgun, I've shot in so many, I've shot so many birds with the, with the 12 gauge. I'm, I'm all right. Putting a, a meat bird in the freezer, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't know. I might be torn if those Jakes come in again tomorrow, but then I'll be on to uh, the second tag with the bow, which there you go. You know, I've had I've had in the last couple of years I've had opportunities. I I missed one a few years back. There was like a, a little dip in front of me, and I I didn't have a range finder with me, so I I think I used my thirty yard pin, and he was probably like forty. So shot right under him, and then I called two in. I was like set up next to a hay bale and. They had been coming out of the same corner every single morning. And then for some reason that morning, they made this giant circle and came like straight at me. And and I was against the hay bale. I was going to use that for cover. But when they came straight at me, there was I was just sitting in the wide open pretty much. Yeah, nothing you can do, man. And then yeah. last year I had a shot at, at that one back behind the house at like 50. And I just I said, nah, I'm not going to let an arrow fly at a bird at 50. A little so, bit of a poke. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's not worth it. Not worth risking injuring a bird no. like that. But no, I agree. At this point, I, I just want to 
kill one bird. I, I'm that's with, where I'm at. Yeah, I'm I'm with Adam. The, the longest that it's taken him to fill a tag. That's uh, yeah, it's it's dismal. It's been dismal so far. For sure. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think I might be able to get it done tomorrow. I mean, you know how that goes. Knock on some wood over here, but you know, it's uh I had a good day Wednesday. They were gobbling all around me, and I just picked a direction and walked towards it, sat down against the edge of a field, and because you got with archery and camera gear, it's like the double whammy trying to set up and get in a spot and find the right spot where you're not, you know, exposed and it's a pain in the ass, honestly. Yeah. But uh you know, it's, it's a great challenge. And, and, uh, so now that I'm going to be running and gunning with the, uh, the 12 gauge, I, it's almost like taking the weight off your shoulders, you know what I mean? And I'm still going to film, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I might switch back to the, uh, the, uh, the Lumix there, Mark. I don't know. It's hard to, I have a, a Lumix like auto bridge focus. camera. Well, it's not the autofocus. It's a 600 millimeters. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I have mm-hmm. a 600 millimeter optical zoom on it. So it's great for that. I mean, I love the the oh, Canon, yeah. uh, but I'm limited to that 300 millimeter lens doesn't really stretch as far as you think it will uh, right. when you're out there, you know? So uh, it did a great job the other day. So I don't know. I'm on the fence, but the other one's more weatherproof. Uh, tomorrow might get a little questionable weather-wise. So I might take that one out with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked at the weather before. I didn't think it was going to be – too bad I, I didn't think that we were supposed to see rain not until the afternoon so we're yeah, going to catch a break tomorrow afternoon. yeah we're going to catch a break in the morning so it'll be a good de- good time to be out there so and there's only one other guy on the on the 200 acres i'm going to be on and it's the dude's son who's a friend of mine it's uh kim's cousin uh he's a good dude so i haven't seen him he lives in boston so he'll be in hunting tomorrow so you know it'll be a good day i'll be able to hang out with him and uh, that's where i found yeah. that two acre patch of ramps uh, the, the wild ramps good deal so I'm going to take a big orange Home Depot bucket with me tomorrow. <laughs> nice. I'm not coming home empty handed tomorrow. No, sir. No, sir. If I don't well, get a bird, I'll have a lot of veggies. You know, uh, if I'm not a hunter, I'm a gatherer. It'll, I'll exactly. Split down the middle. Are you going to try to transplant some of them? Yeah, I've got some of the bulbs I kept from the first batch I found down by the river. Um, we're going to try to transplant some here at, at in my yard, like, actually in my yard and there's a patch of woods out behind me that i'm going to throw some in see how it works out i had some i was going to bring up for you but i haven't been up your place really since you yeah, know or i might, I might have to swing distancing. By. yeah i might have to swing by and grab my fillet knife and oh also yeah some ramp bulbs would be nice yeah if, man if you've got any to spare there because i'll definitely stick them in the woods around here no, yeah, you got a good spot for them to grow up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I sharpened that. I I put that fillet knife on the stones a, a while back, and it's been sitting uh, in my book bag. But it's just been so long since I've actually been back up your place. Yeah. So, uh, I think soon enough. As as soon as we, I don't know. I guess we get the go ahead to uh, open up. I mean, the, yeah. uh, the Sons of the Hunt LLC is not an essential business, from what I gather. But that depends on who you ask. Yeah, yeah, true. But, How's uh, the new studio going? How's the studio coming along? Have you been working on it or have you just been too busy? Yeah, I've been uh I plumbed a drain line in the other day. So there's that. It's exciting. And people are wondering why you need a drain in a studio. Plumbing drain lines. Because it's a bar and it has a Indeed. sink. <laughs> <laughs> it it it's a podcast bar. So essentially. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to get a feel for when it's going to be completed. I mean, I didn't start doing any stone or anything yet, but I don't know. Probably maybe by September. I'm hoping. Yeah, we'll have to start coming up a little bit early. We'll get our hands dirty a couple hours before the podcast. You know. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the state opens up, our wives will love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's productive. Think of, think of what what we could be doing. Seriously. I could be on a bowling team or a dart league or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, I know you were uh, talking about starting up a podcast. Did you have like uh, like a scope for that, or like what were you aiming to make it about? Is it going to be photography focused, just outdoors in general, or what was the kind of just kind of just thought like outdoors in general, like any kind of like aspect of the outdoor lifestyle? I mean, there's so many aspects to that. Whether it's you know hunting, fishing, and there's different you know kinds of you know there's dedicated 
turkey hunters and then you got your archery guys and you got traditional guys you know just get i have you know a big group of friends you know some guys are straight traditional yeah so i don't know like just more or less just anything to do with the outdoors whether it's photography or whatnot just some yeah something to do yeah that's cool i mean we definitely need more podcasts along the lines of that rather than you know the same old you know oh we're going to talk about moon phases today and we're going to talk about hunt scrapes yeah. today and oh, yeah. got to talk about saddles can't can't yeah. have a podcast without talking about saddles, saddles. what did saddles gotta do hunt you, those man? saddles man <laughs> i don't know maybe i'll get one yeah i have yeah. to maybe that's fine so, I, yeah, I don't i don't know just more or less like you know a less serious less scientific you know i mean i'm sure there'll be some serious talk in it but like you know more or less yeah. just old school hunters, you know, shooting the bull and, you yeah. know, explaining some stories and some, you know, maybe learn a thing or two from each other. That's kind of my, my idea of it. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you're out there spreading outdoor awareness, I mean, that's, can't ask for any more than that. Exactly. I mean, that's good. Well, at least I'll have one listener. <laughs> <laughs> you have two at least. That's good. It's yeah, cool. no, I mean, I'd, I'd listen to it, you know, because like, you know, there's plenty of really good podcasts out there that mm-hmm. are real strategy oriented. You know what I mean? There's no shortage of them. So and there's mm-hmm. a lot of good ones out there, but there's others that are out there that are less traditional and they're more like storytelling, more yeah. of a, com- a comical edge to it. You know what I mean? Uh, there's times where, you know, Mark and I get onto subjects and we're like, how in the hell did we get here? We're fighting third graders like it's it's really out there and and it's it's a lot of fun you know especially when you don't put a list together and be like we're going to do this 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 and this before we get to this Mm -hmm. and it just becomes too stringent you know what i mean so you know having a free-flowing conversation can be a really good thing it can really throw people a curveball some people but um Mm -hmm. you know most of the time once you get past the microphone and you get past the camera or whatever it is you're, you know, whatever equipment you're using, it just becomes a conversation between a couple of guys talking who love the same thing. And I think that those are the podcasts that are successful. You yeah. know, the ones that you can yeah, see definitely. there's a genuine connection between the people that are having a conversation. And, you know, when you don't pretend to know something you don't, that's great because people see through that quicker than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know having a sincere genuine conversation man that goes a long way with with the people who frequent this type of uh entertainment you know what i mean yeah definitely I, I definitely agree with that like i don't know i used to i used to film hunts as well like i did like a youtube video like Downriver outdoors and you know i fish and hunted on there and like i haven't done that in a while and i got i kind of got to find something to fill that void like you know yeah the camera cost me a few you know a few birds and you know cost me a buck or two and i just kind of got to the point where like why am i carrying this thing and all this equipment with me like you know i you know i could have had this nice buck if we didn't do this so like i kind of steered away from it and now i'm sitting here like there's gotta be like you know i kind of want to i don't know like i enjoy talking hunting with people so you got to fill that void somehow with something that's a great way to do it man it's a great way to do it i mean it's a lot of work mark will tell you i mean he does most of the work i just show up and look pretty and he does all the the technical stuff you know what i mean but it's it it is it's a lot of work but i mean man it's it's rewarding you know i mean we've met some seriously awesome people through this this project Uh, we've had some great conversations uh you know we've learned a tremendous amount in the season three we're in the third season now and i mean just just what we've been able to take away from it in that regard is what we've learned is is worth every second that we spent doing this you know so it's yeah. a great, it's a great opportunity to meet new people, learn new things and, you know, and get your message out there. Yeah. Everybody's got like a message, mind. you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone, you know, has a different way of connecting with people. And if you're going to connect to people who aren't accepting of the outdoor lifestyle, if you're going to get them listening to it, then, you know, mm-hmm. you've already done more than your part, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that that's, that's the that's the biggest goal just however we can spread outdoor awareness you know whatever it takes yeah i definitely completely agree like you know whether it's hunting or fishing or hiking or photography or you know yeah anything kind of isn't like you know i enjoy a good video game but anything that's not inside the house and something you know something yeah. active you know who's that josh, <laughs> josh <Winkle. laughs> what's up josh <laughs> um yeah and i mean just like uh, 
like we we talk so much about food and food is is such a gateway for people like mm -hmm. you know what if you give somebody a, a, a nice piece of loin and it's done well and they yeah. most of the time they're intrigued enough to to think like okay maybe i could get this for myself and just opening that door i mean i could see photography doing that same thing getting yep. people who you know are, are in a certain vein of photography getting them in the outdoors and then easily transitioning them into a hunter essentially yep exactly i mean or vice versa you know like when i got into photography and i you know after i dropped the money on a good you know nice big lenses and stuff and when i started getting you know quality pictures yeah, you know, when I first started, my brother, you know, he's a little younger than me, and he's just like, "That's dumb. Photography's dumb. Like, it's not. That's not hunting. You're not with a gun. Yeah. Like, why are you gonna go out there and not hunt?" And since I started doing that, and he's also come along with me and shared some experiences with the elk and stuff, you know, now he's got this, you know, pretty much the same setup I have, you know, right along with it. And now, you know, both of us are out there taking pictures, you know, together. So, you know, it goes both ways. You know, I can turn, you know, persuade somebody that never hunted but loves the outdoors with photography into hunting and then, you know, take hunting, turn into photography yeah. and just kind of like share this, you know, you all, we all share the same woods. So it's, it's fun to do it all together. Yep. Well, with that, we're, we're just rolling up on an hour here. That went by pretty quick. Definitely. It always does, man. It always does. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, got any closing thoughts, anybody? It was fun really fun yeah, yeah man thanks for coming on and uh yeah, and sharing some it. of your work with us and uh yeah man where can everybody find you uh, instagram your instagram uh, is up on the screen yep instagram would probably be the one that look, look me up on i mean it has all my you know, pictures that i choose that i think are quality but you know i share quite a few on there and that's a good way to get a hold of me there's always prints available if you're interested in any of them or any of that stuff and where don't be, be afraid to shoot me a message okay sweet well I guess with that, we will wrap it up. Uh, it's going on nine o'clock, 345 comes pretty quick. So, indeed, it does. I'm going to hit the hay. So, all right, man. good, man. Thanks again. It's thanks for pleasure. coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We'll see everyone soon. Good luck, everybody. Get them, get them gobbleheads. Kill them good. Yeah.